Hello and welcome to Baseball Bite for people who'd rather be listening to the game than to a podcast about it. This is a midweek special with a quick whistle-stop look, getting you up to speed on the latest on baseball's ever sticky issue. So with nothing but my rosin bang in hand, let's play ball. In the old days, the Pope would issue a judgment, and that was that. Roma locuta est, causa finita est, as the catchy Latin saying used to go. Rome has spoken, case closed. Well, things aren't quite as simple anymore, whether it be for the pontiff or for Basil's answer to the Holy Father, Commissioner Manfred. And just as the Vatican can't get away with simply sending in the Inquisition be done with it, MLB has to tread a little bit more carefully than it did in the past, when it comes to its own troublesome priests in the shape of the Players' Union. So in that context, there was much excitement on all sides of the debate yesterday, Tuesday, when rather than just rumours and sources, we finally got the official word from Major League's Mount Sinai. The sticky memo has verily descended, and with that clarification as to what MLB intends to do to clamp down on the use of foreign substances by pitchers, a practice that it has identified as being even more prevalent throughout the major and minor leagues than it originally believed. And while the commissioner in his statement accepted that this is a practice that has been informally tolerated over the years, he regards what is happening now as being objectively far different to that and which, he argued, has created an unfair competitive advantage to those pitchers using such substances, not to mention being responsible for lack of action on the field. And we all know how the commissioner feels about that particular deadly sin of baseball. The reaction from around the game was, as to be expected, mixed, and not all positive. The Umpires Association, for its part, was supportive, and its head, Bill Miller, welcomed the move, saying that it had worked with MLB to develop the enforcement system, which is, of course, crucial from a practical point of view, as it is the umpires who will be at the forefront of that new enforcement regime. As to how it will work in practice, it's generally what had been expected. Regular checks throughout the game by umpires of pitcher, both at the start and between innings, with the understanding that if suspicions arise, then those inspections may happen at any point in the game, leading, if any substances are found, to immediate ejection. The pitcher is seen as having at all times responsibility for the state of the ball, so even if another player is found to have doctored it, most obviously the catcher, then both players will be ejected. Any such ejections will be followed by an immediate 10-day suspension with pay, with repeat offenders subject to what it calls progressive discipline, although at this stage there is no elaboration on what that might mean. A similar disciplinary eye will be cast over the clubs and their personnel and any staff that encourage or aid any such practices, as discussed in the last Baseball Bite with the story of the now notorious Bubba Harkins of the Angels, will be suspended and unlike the players, also potentially subject to immediate fines. Potentially the one detail that could pose a true disincentive is that any player suspended cannot be replaced on the roster, so it's easy to imagine how rapidly that could affect a team's chances, particularly as the postseason beckons. But what is already becoming the biggest bone of contention is what is basically a blanket ban on the use of any substances apart from the rosin ban on the mound. The argument being, of course, that umpires in the midst of a busy game are not lab technicians, and rather than trying to distinguish between substances, it's simpler to say no to all. Which means the old standby of rosin mixed with sunscreen, a concoction that pitchers have used for years, which they argue is all about the grip rather than the spin, that is out. So the new rule states that unless it's a day game and the roof is open, it's the end of slip-slop-slap when it comes to sunscreen. All in all, then, it's a pretty far-reaching set of protocols, at least on paper, but of course the big question will be, as with any system of rules, will it be enforced universally and fairly? Something that the Players' Union has already made clear that it will be monitoring very closely.
As for the reactions of those affected on the field, as I say, it's a mixed bag, perhaps not surprisingly depending on where the person is standing on said field. We've already seen vocal support from some position players, including Stephen Souza Jr., currently in AAA, tweeting that he was looking forward to facing pitchers whose nasty sliders until now come courtesy of Spidertack. While Detroit manager AJ Hinch, a man who, shall we say, knows a little bit about rules and controversies already, said that this move is long overdue. And Boston's Alex Cora, who, as the police would say, also has previous, spoke from a place of personal experience when he warned any players who might be considering chancing the system, being suspended is hell, and you don't want to go through that. And even some pitchers did profess to be nonplussed about it all, uh, with Brewers' Freddie Peralta quoted as saying, If you follow the rules, you don't have to be worried about anything. Yeah, just pitch. Well, sounds simple enough, although clearly not all his peers agree. Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer, a name that often comes up in discussions of miraculous changes in spin rates, condemned the new system as a knee-jerk reaction, while ridiculing MLB's talk of competitive integrity when he said they have no integrity to begin with. While Washington's Max Scherzer, in his capacity as both a pitcher and players' union rep, also criticised the way in which he said MLB had not engaged with the players adequately before instituting these changes mid-season. But the most vocal and angry response we've seen so far is from Tampa Bay's Tyler Glasnow, who really let it rip, speaking with reporters yesterday in the wake of Monday's game against the White Sox when he was pulled after the fourth inning with what the subsequent MRI confirmed to be a UCL tear and flexor strain, which he is hoping to be able to rehab without surgery and be back by the end of the summer, although the general consensus and fear is that inevitably Tommy John is very likely on the horizon. And Mr. Glasnow's obvious anger demonstrated that he is in no doubt who and what is to blame for his injury. Since last week, he explained, he has been pitching without what he referred to as his substance of choice. He readily admits that before, he used a mixture of rosin and sunscreen, but only to help aid the grip, as he says without it, the ball is too chalky and slick, a matter of control rather than spin. And he went on to say that throwing without it requires a whole new adjustment, which he argues is not fair to impose now rather than in the off-season. And it's thanks to that, he says, that he has been injured, and which, with great emotion, he spoke of yesterday as shitting on his lifelong dream of winning a Cy Young and being an All-Star. He then went on to warn that without that grip enhancement, more players are in danger of being hit. Now, that, as mentioned before, is often cited as an issue by pitchers whenever substances are discussed, but which the aforementioned commissioner statement did address, and which it rejected as an argument, suggesting that such substances contribute to a style of pitching in which pitchers sacrifice location in favour of spin and velocity. And the statement argues that there is no correlation between those substances that are being used now and improved hitter safety, which tallies with the alternative view that, if anything, such substances can make things more dangerous for batters, as arguably seen in the unprecedented rise in recent years in batters hit by pitchers. Still, there are growing calls to reconsider the blanket ban on any substances, with many players, and not just pitchers, arguing that some form of approved substance to aid grip will be needed to ensure control. And let's face it, if you're stepping into the batter's box and facing a 98-mile-per-hour high fastball, it's going to be a big priority, whatever your views on the issue. And however much we might like the mystique of the current situation in which mud taken from an undisclosed location on the Delaware River is used to treat the baseballs before every game... 
There are those suggesting we may have reached, as it were, a turning point in the river when something a little bit more high-tech needs to be applied. Apparently it is something that MLB is working on in whatever secret mountain lair Commissioner Manfred uses for his laboratories without much success we hear so far, as the challenge is to create a substance which helps grip but does not markedly affect spin. Still, the Players' Union has made it clear that if rosin alone is not deemed sufficient, especially if players are being put at risk, then it will be pushing for alternatives to be considered, both now and perhaps ominously for those who are already dreading the end of the year when the collective bargaining agreement expires. So to return to my original thought, just as in the old days the church would convene grand councils to bash out the theological issues of the day, now we just have the CBA negotiations to look forward to which unfortunately promised by the looks of the already fraught relations between both sides to be anything but holy. Ah, that joyous sound of the mariners, home run porn, can only mean one thing. It's time for me to trot around the base and get myself home. But until next time, my friends, never forget that sometimes in life, a quick bite is all that you need. Make sure that you subscribe, follow, at Baseball Bite. But until next time, happy baseball. <laughs>